Well, greetings, Cap fans. Welcome to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. This is episode 151. And how you doing? My name's Rick Verbonis. I'm your host, and I am so excited for today's episode. You know who's not excited? That would be Bob Lucius, who happens to be the best gosh darn co-host out there. Oh, Bob. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> Pass. <laughs> exactly. Pass or run. You could do either. <laughs> oh, that's clever. Clever. I like it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. I see what you did there. Yeah. Well, do you know what that theme is too? Is is it uh is it Monday Night Football? Oh my God. I didn't think you'd get that. Yeah. Well, it, I always see the commercials after 60 minutes on Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> we lived <laughs> two completely different lives. <laughs> oh, sure do. Sure do. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um so yeah, today's episode, I'm very excited. And 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 if you've been listening the last few weeks, I probably have been uh, talking about how excited I am. Because today, Bob, is a very special mm-hmm. episode. We are going to do the Captain America Fantasy Draft. That's my fantasy. <laughs> I was like, that took a second. Uh, yeah, so... It is August 30th, right? So uh-huh. typically this time of year, if you are into fantasy football, this is fantasy football draft season. Yeah. This is the time when you are getting together with your buddies and you're having a draft where you are you picking your your players on your team and uh and putting together as you, as the GM of your fantasy team mm-hmm. you're picking players from all these different teams to form your personal team that you are going to basically uh live and die with you know for the rest of the season right i mean this is the the core of what your team is going to be and so this is uh i'm a big fantasy football fan so to me i'm excited because we're combining two of my biggest passions yeah. right, right fantasy football and uh-huh. Captain America comic books. All right. It doesn't get any better than this. I got well, I got two questions. I yeah. The first one is how do you win in fantasy football? Uh-huh. If they've never actually played the teams against each other. Uh-huh. And the second one is, is there a fantasy football cheerleader league? Could Ooh. I get involved in that? Because that <laughs> really sounds like that would be up my alley. <laughs> uh I'm I'm sure there is. Uh, to answer your second question, uh, awesome. I'm just not allowed to to research it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get the parental controls on. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I, it blocks me every time. Yeah. Uh, no. How do they win? Okay, so basically, you get um, you know these these are actual real life players, right? Right. Yeah. So so With it's stats? the quor- quarterback sure. of uh, I don't know. Let's say. The Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen uh-huh. Hurts, right? Uh-huh. I draft him. He's my quarterback. Then I take, oh, I don't know, uh, running back from Atlanta Falcons, uh, and I take um, 
B. John Robinson, yeah. right? So, and I, I pull all these offensive players, skill players, uh-huh. right? Quarterbacks, yeah. running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, people uh-huh. who, who have the ball in their hands, right? Yeah. Then you, in a lot of leagues, you also have a kicker, uh-huh. right? Cause they score points. They, sure. they, they kick the ball and then, and then you might have a defense too. Yeah. And, and I'll get to that in a second. So, right. uh, and, and everybody else who has, no interest in this. Just skip skip ahead thirty seconds. Yeah. But essentially, what happens is on game day, when the quarterback I drafted, Jalen Hurts, he goes out there and let's say he throws for three hundred yards. That's worth a certain amount of points. He throws ah, for a touchdown. Okay. That's yeah. worth a certain amount of points. Okay. He uh, he runs with the ball. That's Got worth it. a certain amount of points. Right. So everything is attributed so to exactly. It's right. math. See, yeah. Another thing I don't like. Another thing I don't like, Rick, math. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, the computer yeah. handles it all for you. Oh, nice. So you just you just watch it you and just and input and your your selections on your. You team just and... pick your player. Yeah. And then the computer does the rest. Okay. Now, now back in the day, mm-hmm. before the computers, yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to have to go into the newspaper yeah. on Mondays and look up the stats. And write them down and say, oh, oh that equaled. Yeah, that was math back yeah. then. Yeah. That was math. So yeah. so back in the 90s when I was playing fantasy yeah. football, it was a little bit more difficult. Yeah. But uh, kids now it's today. It's a, huh? it's a, kids today, no right? Yeah. They have no idea, Bob. Yeah. No idea yeah. how difficult life yeah. was with fantasy football before. Yeah. They're drinking their Red Bulls and watching their TikTok and letting the computer do everything. Exactly. Yeah. They d- they didn't have the hard life I had yeah. when I was doing fantasy football. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In the so snow. that's how they that's right. how they went. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, All right. so that and makes then sense. and then and then my team goes up against your team All and right. my team whoever scores like if I my team scores. I don't know 102 points and your team scores 104 points. Well, guess what? Your team wins. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Right. So there's no that. defense. It's not like your team is, you know, defending my yeah. team. Not yeah. yeah. It's it's just a matter of it's like right. an all-star. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what are we doing today? Well, all today right. I had this brilliant idea. And oh. I say if I'd say so myself. Well. You just go on mute. <laughs> so uh what I did was I figured out we're going to do, I was like, how, how do I do this? How do I combine and make a draft? Well, we're going to draft characters, not players, characters. And essentially we're, we're going to form our team, right? And then our team is going to be based on what story we think we're going to craft with our team. Then, then I'm going to post it in the Facebook group, Bob. And people are going to vote which story they think they would rather do based on the characters that we drafted. Okay. Oh, well, I won already. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, you listen, if it's a popularity contest, yeah, <laughs> you, you totally won. I'm I'm the mean guy that, that tells people to stop being negative no. in the Facebook group. You're <laughs> muted. Like you just muted me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Although it's actually kind of funny. You... You actually mute more people in the group than I do. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're trying to trust me again? <laughs> That's my thing. Uh, it, yeah. it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that, and now, 
uh, end of this episode, we are going to announce our special guest. We have a creator coming on the show. Uh, as if you if you if you've been playing at home and you follow along, you know the first Wednesday of every month we go ahead and we have a guest on the show. And uh, we've got a creator coming on the show who we will announce at the end of this episode. And I'm just going to say it has something to do with an upcoming Captain America story. Excellent. This is going to be an exciting tidbit. I think folks are going to enjoy this one. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So we'll announce that at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Bob, how's life been? What are you up to? You know, Rick, I just working, you know, school started again. So I'm teaching again Friday mornings from 730 to 845. And, uh, and then of course, you know, doing the, the training thing, uh, the trail thing. We're getting ready mm -hmm. to launch our new season here in October. So a lot of planning for that and getting ready for the, you know, budget planning for that, but keep it busy, you know, kids back in school eighth grade this year. So that's exciting. Uh oh, big hear. man on campus. Yeah, that's right. Exciting to hear him complain every day when he comes home about how hard his life is. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's awesome. Of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What about you, man? Oh, well, I've got the teenage daughter, so yeah. uh, she's going to her oh. senior year of high school. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. She doesn't complain at all. So yeah. I got it lucky there. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, uh, her birthday was just a few days ago yeah. and, um, so now she's 17 and she can get her license. Um, I think she has. Yeah. yeah. At this point, she's got her license. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I've been looking for a used car and uh, boy, that's fun. Have you looked for a used car lately? Yeah, I know. I spent like all of June looking for a used car. It's a it's a terrible experience. It really is. I wanted to go into a dealership and talk to a car dealer. I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, I my last few used cars I bought, I bought privately, but, um, nowadays it's just, you, you can't find private cars that just, they're, they're it's not hard. around. Yeah. And so I'm dealing with dealerships. Uh, and then I'm also dealing with these, you know, smaller lots. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, and, and listen, I, 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 for a period of my life, I was in the car business for a brief period, um, after college. And, um, so I know, I know the business, right? And man, I went and I test drove this car at a uh, at a at a lot, and it was you know a nice used car, and um you know I off I made an offer that was pretty low, right? With mm -hmm. the idea that they're going to come back and we're going to negotiate. Yeah, they're like, no, okay. I was like, oh, all right. Well, you know. Let me know what your best offer is going to be. And, you know, and I'm yeah. I'm willing to buy a car like, you know, today, you know, or this week, you know, and yeah. like, you know, I, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> the, the salesperson never yeah. got back to me. The sales manager never got back to me. Yeah. The car's still there. Wow. And uh, I guess they just were like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, wow, but I'm like, you know, come back with something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be my price. Like, you know, come back with something anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, I can't, and now, I know Rick, I just bought a used car, uh -huh. uh, but before that I was seriously considering buying a new car. And so, you know, I did a lot of web searches and went to different dealerships and like said, send me a quote on this car, send me a quote. On I can't shake those people now. 
Oh, I know. I got <laughs> here's the thing. The cars I don't want to buy, yeah. I'm getting a million emails. Okay. Yeah. A right. million emails. Yeah. Text, text stuff phone like that. Call, emails. Yeah. 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 The, the, the two car two places I've been to where I'm interested and I made yeah. them an offer. Crickets. Yeah. yeah. Crickets. And anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it's and I, I'm also now on some sort of list where I am getting like all kind of spam email. Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably because I was like on, I don't know, like cars.com or autotrader.com. Yeah. And I put in my email. They probably sold my email probably. to other places. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting inundated with some spam. Car email. services uh, seem, you know, I mean, I, I got, I saw some good deals on, on a couple of them that mm-hmm. I was seriously considering. Uh, but I, you know, I, I lucked out and got a private seller. Uh, yeah. The, the, the typical little old late, well, it was a little old man from Pasadena who didn't drive <laughs> the car except to church and the grocery store, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Fun stuff. Fun it stuff. Is. Yeah. Uh, interesting fact. Um, so it turns out when we were away on vacation in, in, uh, in Spain. Yeah. Not, not Rick and I. <laughs> yeah. Me and my family. <laughs> uh, we, uh, our neighbor just found out, just like moments ago, just found out our neighbor's house was struck by lightning. Wow. I know. Yeah. And and they lost like their air conditioning unit, their entertainment system, um, you know, everything, you know, kind of like shut. Like they, they were sitting in the house and they heard the lightning hit the house. Did it have a lightning rod? Uh, no. Uh-uh. It doesn't have one? Oh. No. Like every house in Florida has one. Right. Sure. Yeah. For obvious reasons. We have lightning every day. Yeah. Yeah. No. But anyway, uh, and he said like they had, they had the fire company come out because they could smell smoke. Uh Uh, Turns out that it, it turned off their, it destroyed their air conditioner, but not only did it destroy their air conditioner, it turned on heat, which was weird. That is weird. Um, So I'm like, wow. Imagine our house while we were away, you know, on the other side of the world, you know, and it gets hit. Um, man, we got lucky, totally yeah, lucky. I know. Yeah. Well, thank goodness for that. And I'm sorry for your neighbor and I'm hoping insurance covers it for him and makes it right and in the next three or four years. Cause that's how insurance works. <laughs> Do I sound yeah. jaundiced. I am jaundiced. Yeah. So. Uh, you look, you do look a little orange. <laughs> uh, yeah. so the, um, uh, Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we, uh, not too long ago, we, we turned 5,000 members. I know it should be a mega group. They should call it those mega groups. Yeah. Yeah. I told yeah. that to my wife and she was like, seriously dumbfounded. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know if I like, should be offended. She was, she was like shocked. Like you got that many. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what her reaction was. I didn't yeah. know whether I was to be offended or. I, I don't yeah. know. I, you know, I, I chose that. I chose to be offended. So. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's always a help. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we're close to 5,200 now. So, it, um, and we, we, we would be much more if you didn't stop well, like, de- you know, deleting people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little skeptical of those <laughs> ladies. <laughs> oh, we have gotten a few. Yeah. Some of we them. have gotten a few They're They're, they're, you know, they're looking for a little, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. who, what attractive young lady wouldn't like an older gentleman with an extensive comic book and original <laughs> art collection? You just crushed a lot of hopes right there, Bob. <laughs>
But I will say we That'd would probably have another easily. I'm not exaggerating. Easily another five, six, seven hundred members. Mm. If if I didn't delete all of the ones they were just wanting to post about Chris Evans. <laughs> That's true. That I mean, true. I yes. I am deleting yeah. them on a daily basis. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Like, do you not read what this group is about? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. But listen, I love Chris Evans. Love him. But there, yeah. but there's a dozen Facebook yeah. groups out there devoted to Captain America, Chris Evans. Yeah, even one, one or two called Chris Evans. Oh. Oh, that's the funny thing. I just go into there and I do a search for Evans. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, here's five I have to delete because they're usually like visitors. And yeah. uh, anyway, um, yeah. you know what? This is a boring. I don't think any of our no, I, care I, this about is this in, stuff. inside baseball on a fantasy yeah. football night. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Way to mix metaphors. Yeah. Birthdays birthday so if you're listening on the day that this episode comes out which is august 30th we have a couple birthdays coming up pretty big ones too september 1st i hate saying september i can't believe it's so close um we got gene colon mean gene the dancing machine yeah no no no. gene colon a different uh, yeah yeah Uh, Credible artist from the the sixties and seventies. Yeah, uh, long runs on Daredevil, but uh, and uh, what else was it? Uh, some sort of Dracula. Uh, That's right. Yeah, book right? right. But but he did have a really nice run on Captain America after after Kirby left mm-hmm. uh, in in the you know the late sixties. Uh, so he he uh, uh, was cel- well would have been celebrating a birthday on. September 1st. Uh, I think he passed away like a 2011. Uh also September 1st, Joe Jusco or Jusco, Jusco, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but uh he's done a lot of really cool covers. Uh, variant covers for Captain America over the years. He did those um those uh painted versions of the corner boxes, right? He sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I got a reproduction of a couple of them uh, hanging in my office right here. Mm. So Cap and I've got an Incredible Hulk one. I think I got a Black Panther one and a Spider-Man in the garage stored away someplace. Uh, Spidey doesn't get the love? No, 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 no. Happy birthday to Gene. Happy birthday to Joe. And then September 2nd, Walt Simonson. Legendary Walt Simonson. Most people would know him for his work on Thor, but uh, he's been around for a long time. Um, not sure if he's done a whole lot of Captain America. Uh, probably not, but I just, I had to mention him because he's he's a legendary artist and writer. Indeed, indeed. All right, happy birthday to them. Happy birthday. Rick, uh, what do you got there? You got a little something there? Oh, yes, I do, Bob. So- uh, you want to, you want to explain this? All right. Okay. So the listeners may recall, because I know they hang on it, my every word that I went on an Alaska cruise in July. And so, uh, you know, a couple port calls along the way in the middle of, uh, nowhere in Alaska. And, uh, and one of these port calls was in Juneau, which is the capital of Alaska. And uh, my wife and I were out looking around and I, a uh, bunch of little shops, you know, lots of, I would have shops. never, 
I would have never gotten Juno. I would have said Anchorage. I know most people would. Interesting about Juno is it's landlocked. So the only, the only way to get there is by water or by air. There's no roads to Juno. So Amazon should take a little bit longer. But in Did any you case, know it was Juno before you went there? I had no idea. Okay. No idea. I don't feel so bad. Yeah. So we were out looking around and of course, you know, every, every other shop's a jewelry store, but there's some other kind of cool stuff. And so I saw this one shop and uh, they did a lot of different sort of things, but one thing caught my eye. And so I went in and I said, Oh, I definitely, I got to get something for Rick. Uh, Something's on my mind. Uh, Something that I think he would appreciate and he would get. And, uh, and I'll explain it to you after you, after you open it. But um yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And then the more, I, you know, when I came home, I, I, this, the guy I talked to said, Oh, I got an Etsy shop and I went on Etsy and I noticed that some other folks do this similar sort of thing. So anybody else is interested, but all right. All right. I get to open this now. You can open it now. Oh, I love, I'm opening up the box right now. And on the front here, it says, uh, it says the bestest Rick Verbanus. That was so sweet. Of yeah. You. Well, yeah. Yeah. I meant to do that, but you know, yeah. I ran, I ran out of free letters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, right. Ooh, I got, I got the white Cheetos. Yeah, I know yeah. the white, the white, my cats are going to be mad. Cause I like playing with those. So uh, tasty. Yeah. Send them your way. <clears throat> Let me tell you the, uh, the Cheetos joke. All right. <laughs> Off air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I got more white Cheetos here. This is this is great for audio, right? Yeah. Okay. I so it's, I have one box inside another box, and now I have a another box. <laughs> okay. Like Russian nesting dolls. Oh, excellent. I love those. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Here we go. And opening up the final box, I hope. Mm. Right. Oh, oh, it's it's wrapped by in bubble wrap. <laughs> okay. Getting to it. Getting to it. That's some quality bubble wrap right there. It really is. You could have taped this a little tighter. Holy crap. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's another box. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Enjoy. Excellent. Ah. Uh, yeah. It must be a sweater. <laughs> Let's see what this it's is. A really tiny sweater. It says bullet designs. Oh, no way. No way. You got me a bullet. Yeah. Use it any way you want. Hold on. I got to get my readers on. <laughs> There's something <laughs> written on the bullet. <laughs> it's a keychain, it looks like. And it says diligence oh that that's awesome yeah did you i mean they didn't sell this you had to have it made oh right? no i had it made there yeah oh yeah. that is so cool grab it there all course. right now explain now, explain the the yeah. um the importance behind uh, this bullet that says diligence all right well you know we've been we've been uh we've been going through uh the what 10 issue story arc, uh, Dimension Z in volume seven. And of course, in that story, which uh, you, you know, you sort of sold me on, let's, let's do it, right? Let's do uh, an episode per issue. And, uh, and of course, you had got me previously to reread volume seven, because the first time that I read it, I was like, eh, you know, when it came out, and I was like, eh. yeah, me too. 
right? And you said, no, no, reread it, reread it. You'll get something different out of it. And sure enough, I did. I loved it, right? Got a lot out of it, thought it was fabulous. And so it didn't take too much to sell me on, on doing uh, one issue uh, per episode. Uh, but in, in that story, uh, Cap carries around uh, a, a bullet engraved with diligence that he frequently looks at. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I wanted to thank you for reintroducing me to volume seven. Oh. And how sweet is that opportunity to to review it with you thank you that was very very thoughtful and now now i now i feel bad i went to spain and i didn't get you no no yeah the funny thing i just saw it and i was like hey that's cool yeah well you know what here's the thing bob my love language is uh is keeping score so uh i uh Uh, actually me, me, uh, me and, and the nice. wife and the kids, uh, I took them right before we went on vacation. Um, one of our favorite comedians, Mike Birbiglia, mm-hmm. um, was coming to, I remember uh, that post. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the local comedy club, like, like, and we were literally, you know, five feet from him and he's a big name guy, one of my favorite comedians. And he was trying, trying out new material for, you know, uh, for a show. And it was like a 90 minute act. My kids had never seen it before and they laughed their butts off. And um, one of his things was talking about his love language was keeping score. So <laughs> nice. I, I, like I, I can't take credit yeah. for that, yeah. but uh, yeah. All right. Well, now you just up the game, Bob. Now, now uh, I'm going to have to consider something nice for you uh no 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 no. but you know it's funny uh first of all i was shocked that uh, you went out to that comedian because it was after like nine o'clock at night that's for you dude you know i i I don't don't go to bed at nine you're like a party machine the other thing is when i was on the cruise they had a comedian that we went to see and he and he was an older guy and and i like this joke he said at his age his favorite uh piece of equipment at the gym is the third stall I thought that was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, sit down and rest for a while. Um, so thank you for that, Bob. All right. Now let's get to this draft. All right. I know I covered right. the rules before, yep. but if you haven't heard, this is what the rules are. We each pick 10 players. Okay. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to, we're going to see who goes first and then we're going to go back and forth. We each have to have, we can pick as many, you know, different heroes and things like that. So Captain America is in, is in both our series. Okay. So he, he's off the board. It's understood. It's a Captain America story. Captain America is in it. We are picking who the characters are going to be in the story with Captain America. And so we have some minimums. So like this is the part, this is the strategy part, Bob. Mm-hmm. that I think is so much fun, right? right? We each have to have a minimum of two villains. Okay. We each have to have a minimum of one love interest. Mm-hmm. We each have to have a minimum of one former foe, now ally. Yeah. We each have to have a minimum of two civilians. What's a civilian? Well, that's somebody who is is not a um a former powered person you know or or current one right. so not somebody who was a villain or a hero not somebody who was you know on shield or whatever right just, just plain old civilian yeah okay 
then the rest could be whoever we want. Now, here's where we make it even more interesting. Cap has been around for nine different decades, right? So it's 1940 through 2020. We have to represent, these characters have to represent five, minimum of five different decades. What does that mean? So if we pick, oh, I don't know, let's just say Bucky Barnes, okay? Mm -hmm. Or Winter Soldier, doesn't matter. His first appearance was in 1940. So that's the decade he represents. Doesn't matter if he was in the 90s, the 2000s, whatever. You know what I mean? It's the year they were introduced. That, boom, check. That decade is represented. Any questions, Bob? No, sir. All right. We're going to each get a minute to pick our our character and then up to a minute, you know, like then we have, you know, time to, to explain why we picked that character. And then it's the next person's turn. They have up to a minute to pick a character. And uh, and then we'll we'll keep going. And then when right. we get we get to 20, what we're going to end up doing, I will take these and uh, I'll put them on the Facebook page with with our characters and with our explanations. And uh, people can vote on which series they would rather read. You're on mute. Oh, I am so in. Let's do this. All right. Now, we got to see who's going to go first, Bob. So I have in my hands, okay, I have the what would Cap do coin. And normally I would say I would have heads on one side, tail on the other. Mm -hmm. But I've got the blue version and then the classic, the classic blue version. And then I've got the new Ooh. variant red version. That looks nice. Which color would you like, Bob? Uh, you I want like blue or red? red? I you like want the, the red? red? Yeah. All right. Out. So red is Bob. Blue is me. Which one will go first? Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to mix these up in my hands. You can't see. You pick the hand and whatever color that is, that person goes first. Which hand do you want to pick, Bob? Left or right? Uh, uh, we're talking your, your left or right, right? Yes, my left or right. All right, I'm going with your right. My right hand is blue. I go first. All right, fair Just so enough. you know, see, right. red was in this one. All right, I believe you. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so I pick Trust, Trusting first. sort of fellow that I am. Okay. All right, now you're going to time me. All right. All right, hmm. but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't need any time. I know exactly go. who my number one pick is going to be in the inaugural Inaugural. I inaugural. Yeah. <laughs> inaugural. I, I, what is it? This is my, my Arnold Schwarzenegger. Inaugural. Right? I'm going to go with my first pick yep. in the 2023 Captain America fantasy draft yeah. is going to be none other than Bucky Barnes. Oh, nice. AKA All Winter right. Soldier. He's he's my number one pick. So right, I am okay. writing this down. I'm pointing this down. I am now. Whew. All right. I am putting this down. I am representing yeah. 
1940s here because he that was 1940. All right. And I got Bucky. Now, why did I pick him? Well, because, duh, right? Like, yeah. If you're going to have a series with Captain America and Bucky's alive, all right. That's his best bud. Okay. Right. That's and, good. And, and there's yeah. a cool dynamic. Now, I will tell you, I have not read Captain America finale yet. Have you? Mm, I have not. Okay. Uh, it's in my pull box. I haven't picked it up yet. I know I'm running late. Uh, I've read everything up else. You know, Jackson, Colin, uh, Jackson and Colin have, have written, but I haven't read finale. So I don't know how that ends with Bucky. I know coming up that he's going to be leading the uh, Thunderbolts. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, but hey, he could be in two places at once. Right. Yeah. So he is going to be. Uh, in my Captain America series. Okay, good. I Thoughts? Like it. Thoughts? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's a logical choice. Uh, I wrestled with that one myself. It did seems... I steal him from you? No, you did not. It seems a no-brainer uh, and uh, a safe choice. So I give you that. Was that, a, that. was that a slam? <laughs> was that a slam that I went safe? No, no, not at all. Not at all, Rick. Yeah, don't perceive it that way. Uh, how uh -huh. the listeners perceive it, that's a different matter. But, but for you, good choice. All right. All right. So here we go, Bob. I'm uh, do I need to put you on the timer. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Frank. All right. And I'm, I'm going to, uh, to mirror you. I, I thought we were going to go down that list from, you know, love interest and, and, and kind of mirror each other. So I'm going to mirror you with a 1940s character. Oh, you ready? I'm ready. Sergeant Mike Duffy. No. From Captain America. Number one, March, 1941. Uh-huh. He okay. is my character from that decade. And 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 is he a civilian? He is. Well, no, he's he's a he's a sergeant. It's the 1940s, Rick. Are you doing a 1940s series? There, there's the. I, I can't answer that fully right now, but I will tell you, there's a method to my madness, and Sergeant Duffy has a role to play, uh, just as he did in so many issues in uh, the Golden Age uh, stories of Captain America. And so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back to that time for a little bit of Sergeant Duffy. Interesting. I like that. All yeah. right. So I'm going to tell you right now, I think you don't understand strategy when it comes to fantasy drafts. Really? Yeah. 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 You want to pick a character that you would think I was going to pick so that you pick him before I do. Oh. Did you really think I was going to get Sergeant Duffy? No, but my strategy is, and I thought the, the strategy was to have the most compelling slate of characters for a Captain America story that the Facebook uh, Facebook uh, members would uh, want to read, I got you. So, so basically, with with my second pick, I should just go Sam Wilson and just like have uh, the trifecta here of of Cap, you know, Steve, Bucky, and Sam Wilson. That would be kind of mean. I think uh, I really thought you were going to go Sam. No, it could be. Uh, if you just wanted to rehash the last volume. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, it wouldn't be because okay. Sam had his own series. Right. All right. Fair enough. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do that. All right. All right. I mean, all I, right. I totally could go Sam here. All right. Uh, but what I'm hearing you saying is uh, you're not even interested in Sam. I don't think I'm going to. Well, it, it remains to be seen. You know, mm -hmm. who knows how, what, who, who how knows coy. What, who knows what will come next, Rick? 
<laughs> you gonna you gonna pick a golden girl? I mean, like, <laughs> but I have a great story. And oh, I'm, I'm okay. filling the characters for a great story. Okay. Why? Yeah. Well, I have a great story too, Bob. Okay. You, all right. I'm, I don't doubt that. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, then you should put me on the clock. Go. All right. So, I mean, I mean, if we're going to go popular, right? I mean, if we're just trying to get votes, it would make sense for me to, to get Sam Wilson. There's a ton of Sam Wilson fans out there. There sure, sure is. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it would be a slam dunk if I was to have both Bucky and Sam Wilson. But I, I feel. Ah. Uh, what what you category really, are you going here for? You really threw me. I yeah. I I I thought Sam was going to be gone, and I was going to pivot to something else. Hmm. What you All gonna right. do? What you gonna do? <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? I'm ready. With pick number two of the Captain America fantasy draft, I am picking. Diamondback. Oh, Diamondback. A little nice. Rachel Eistein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know what, Bob? She's gonna she's gonna check off love interest and former foe now ally. Wow, nice. Right? Nice. I just yeah. I just I gave Double myself dipped. more flexibility with that one. Well, I like flexibility in my women. <laughs> so. and and the decade that i uh she represents is she was she debuted in captain america 310 which came out in 1985 so yes. now i am representing the 1940s and the 1980s i am going to hold off uh -huh. on explaining her part in my story All until right. i get a little deeper into my draft fair enough fair enough rick but i know she is going to be a popular one with yeah. our listeners yeah. she uh she she definitely makes the top three in the love interest yeah. and a lot of people think of her as is the number one for steve a lot of people think of her yes yeah yes. <laughs> all right good choice well all well right. well done all yeah. right. All right. Number two for you, Bob. Right. Should I put the timer on? You ready to go? I'm ready to go, Rick. And all right, uh, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to lay out, a, I'm going to lay out my selection for a love interest, right? Just, mm. uh, you know, to, a little I already know who it's going to be. You do? I do. Hold Can on. I... I'm going to, I'm going to write it down on a piece of paper. All right. All right. And then I will hold it up. All right. And all right. see if this is accurate. Go ahead. All go right, ahead. here we go. I'm going with Margaret Peggy Carter. Oh, it was not who I wrote down. <laughs> no, no, you I know, as down. you know, uh, as you know, Margaret Carter debuted her first full appearance, unnamed at that point, was Tales of Suspense 77 back in February 1966. So there you have it. My love interests. Wow. Yeah. I, I sense a I sense a, a period piece here for your you, story. You may sense a a shadow of one uh-huh yeah because yeah, you're going to go back and forth huh i who knows who knows what could happen in this world rick mm -hmm. yeah but i you know who doesn't you know i really wrestled with this one rick i gotta tell you i i my in my heart of hearts 
I wanted to use Betty Ross. I really, mm. really did. You know, she yeah, debuted. Golden Cap- Girl. Yeah, she debuted in Captain America Comics number one as well, and uh, she uh, accompanied Cap and Bucky on a lot of adventures. In fact, there was a bit of a love triangle between her and Sergeant Mike Duffy in Steve Rogers. That's in true. A lot of those issues, right? But of course, in all the retconning that's taken place. Betty Ross is often associated with Jeff Mace, who took mm-hmm. over for, for Cap after William Naslin's passing. So I just felt like that would confuse a lot of folks and that might, you know, generate some controversy, some debate about whether it was appropriate. Did he know her at this time? I think it's clear that he did. But in any case, I'm going to go with Peggy Carter. Who doesn't like Peggy Carter? He, she's played such a big role in his life in the comics. Mm-hmm but not nearly as big a role as in the MCU. And a lot of folks, they have a little soft spot, maybe a big soft spot in their heart for Peggy Carter because of her image in the movies. And so why not play on that a little bit, right? Just as just as the comics have. Listen, whenever I think of Peggy Carter and Haley Atwell, there's nothing soft about it, Bob. <laughs> well played, well played. <laughs> Nicely done. Okay, well, I, I think that's... Uh... That's an interesting choice. Uh, was not on my radar. All right. I'm going to go with pick number three. You don't have to put me on the clock. I'm ready to go. This, All right. This actually is going exactly how I planned. It. Oh. <laughs> I, I have here. I have here a list. You can't see. I'm not going to zoom in. I have here a list of my picks. This is the same thing I do in fantasy football. Uh-huh. I like, I lay out who I want to pick and yeah. then I have like option B option C and all sure. that. Yeah. And so far my first two picks exactly how I, and now pick number three. Yeah. Exactly how I planned it. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. That would be one niece slash I don't know, uh, distant relative of Peggy Carter, Sharon Carter. <gasps> what? You're going to yeah. have, oh, I, I I, think there's going to be some tension in your story. Oh, you think it's going to be a little love triangle, I do think you? there might be some tension. There could be. Yeah. There could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Listen, Sharon Carter, she, uh, and by the way, she represents, um, Love interest as well. She was she was in Tales of Suspense seventy five, is where okay. she debuted, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that is nineteen sixty six. So I now have forties, sixties, and eighties represented. I've got love interest and former foe turned ally. Uh, and yes, yes, you are sensing Bob a little bit of a love triangle in my story. More details to come as the draft unfolds. All right. I love it. I love it. All right. Well. Number three for you. All right. Number three for me. And I think what I'm going to do here is I love the fact that you have a little bit of a love triangle going on. So Uh I also uh, have a, a second love interest and it's a bit of an unconventional one. Okay. It's not one we've seen before, but I think. We're going to use it as one, right? We're going to use this dynamic. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. From the 1990s, I am going to bring in Kathy Webster, a.k.a. Free Spirit. Damn it! No, no, <laughs> yes. no! From Captain America number 431, cover date, September 1994. 
Oh, I had free spirit. I was going to pick her later in the draft for a different reason. What? You stole her from me. Oh, my goodness. Damn it. That was, I thought that would have been, uh, I thought this was a real outlier. I, I wouldn't have guessed in a million years that you Well, then why did you pick considered. it so high? You want to pick, the, dude, the way this works is uh -huh. you want to pick the ones that you think I'm going to pick, take them from me so that I can't take them. Why would you take the here's 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 a here's a character I don't think you would want. Um <laughs> because it's do great that. for the story, Rick. Picks. I'm building the uh, best team. Oh man, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna have to tell you what I had plan. I had plans for free spirit. Did you? I bet you I did. did. Yeah. I yeah. and I I Turn of, back all, yeah. of all the characters yeah. that I have researched for this draft, I yeah. spent the most time on her. I bet I bet you did. And it's all wasted. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Spent a lot of time reviewing images of free spirit myself. So uh, is there is there one that where she's just totally disproportionate and all bent out of shape on a cover? <laughs> yep, that's the one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you want to talk about why you picked free spirit? Well, uh, one, I think she's an amazing character. And I love the fact that in many ways, she mirrors Cap's capability. She is peak physical condition for, uh, for you know, a woman. Uh, she has peak human strength, peak human durability, peak human agility, peak human healing, and peak human stamina. And I'm thinking to myself, huh, if you were going to pair somebody with Cap that could uh, do some damage, uh, those two would uh, would work well together and they've never been together. So I thought, hmm, that might be something interesting uh, to explore. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it also involves, of course, you know, the story that they're involved in. So, uh -huh. yeah. <sighs> All right. Pick number four for me. Now, this one is is is. I think I think the listeners would appreciate this character, at least some of the listeners. This is characters more from me, um, because uh, you know you mentioned Volume Seven, and you know how Volume Seven was a, was a much better story the second time around, and. One of the major components for that story, major components, is the fact that Steve's a father. And I can yeah, now relate yeah. to him on that level. And so, um, and I thought, you know, having Ian Rogers back in the recent uh, Captain America story during Cold War um, kind of opened up those feelings for Steve. And and we saw a Steve Rogers who was like a Steve Rogers we don't normally see. He was unbalanced. He was unhinged. He he didn't care. He he fought Sam Wilson. Why? Because his son was in danger. And that creates a whole new side of Steve we don't see very often. And so I think having Ian Rogers mm. in my story will keep continue that kind of side of Steve and, and just create a, a whole new vulnerability to Steve 
Um, and then you add the fact that I have Sharon Carter, which also helped raise him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that whole dynamic there. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, I'm my pick number four in the Captain America fantasy draft is Ian Rogers, a.k.a. Nomad. All right. And he represents what decade was that? Well, that was in volume seven. Uh-huh. So that would have been 2013. So 2010. He, 2010. he represents 2010. All right. Okay. Interesting. All right. What do you got for number four? Well, I'm going to go with my former foe turned ally. Mm. Any idea where I'm going with this, Rick? Nope. No? All right. I'm going to drop this on like a like a B-box. Namor McKenzie. Namor? Yeah, Namor. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're, you're bringing in the Prince of Atlantis. Yeah, I am. From Motion Pictures Funnies Weekly. April 1939. Oh, that's interesting. You you're representing the 30s. Yeah, right. I yeah. didn't I didn't see that coming. Right. Yeah. So, great character, rich, rich mythos, right? Originally mm-hmm. kind of a bad guy, right? I mean, flooding New York City, you know, going up against the human torch, you know, not not a good guy, but eventually becomes a good guy, right? Becomes one of the invaders, becomes a close friend of Steve, mm-hmm. even though there's a time where they don't remember each other, things come back together, of course. And so interesting character, um, always plays well up against uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers. So I thought, yeah, I definitely got to have him on my team. I I like it. I like it. You, you, you definitely go in this whole... Uh, World War II period piece here. I mean, obviously, other than free spirit, but uh, yeah, yeah, you got a little dynamic going. I like it. I like it, Bob. All right, Rick, we're almost halfway through. What's your number five pick? Number five is uh, he, I don't think you're going to pick him, but I think you're going to be jealous of me. All right, this is where it gets. This is where it gets interesting. The, yeah. Sort of the uh, maybe some of the obvious ones are out of the way. Now we're starting to like really dig dig a bit into the mine, looking for diamonds. Yeah, uh, I already have Diamondback. Um, so this one is going to fall under villain, and this one is going to represent the decade of twenty twenty. O M. Jay. Yeah. Uh, this was actually a character that you and I both really loved. Uh-huh. And when we were talking with Alana Smith not too long ago uh-huh. about we got to bring this character back. He's too much fun. Oh, no, natural. you didn't. Uh, I didn't. Did. You know, I wrestled with that one, Rick. I really did. I didn't know that. I, I didn't. I wasn't that familiar with the rules. I should have asked. What do you mean? Well, I don't. Cap never met him, right? Yeah, but Bucky. Yeah, Bucky yeah, did, yeah. and Sam did. Yeah. So. And Bucky and Sam are in your in your picks. So. Right. Yeah. So. Well, Bucky is. I no one. No one's claimed Sam Wilson oh, yet. No, no. Poor, I, poor Sam. Poor Sam. All right. Yeah. Good. I love the natural. Such an yeah. interesting character. Yeah. So, and if if people aren't familiar uh, with him. In 2020, there was a miniseries. It was uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
and this character was introduced, his parents were extreme Captain America fans and raised him to be a big Captain America fan. But apparently he had these, this natural gift of just, uh, well, how would you describe it, Bob? What was his power? You know, it's, it, I, you know, it's really hard, uh, but he, I don't know. It was a natural, you a, know, a, and, a natural assassin. Yeah. I mean, he was just a great at killing. Yeah. And he was recruited by um, this new Hydra faction. Right. Um, and it was a really fun story. We covered it, um, you know, way back when, uh, gosh, uh, I want to say. Episode 27. Um, we covered. Yeah, it was back in 20 episode 27. We covered the Falcon and Winter Soldier miniseries and that came out in 20. 2020 and 2021. So, you know, you could check that out. Um, and then uh, say I, you, me, uh, Alana Smith, right? We all yeah. love the character. Great he's, character. A, he's a fun, because he's a, he's a kid, right? He's like a teenager yeah. and he he thinks he wants to do good, but then he just kills people. Yeah, and he and, loves Cap. Right. Right, and, he even dresses like Cap. And I can't get into how I'm going to use him in this story because mm -hmm. that will be later in the draft as All that right. unfolds. Fair enough. Um, as a bonus, are you going to have his parents? Well, I guess they could show yeah. up. Sure. I think they need to show up. Maybe, Maybe they'll be my civilians. They're great. You know, great characters. Never, you never choice. know. Good choice. Unless you take them from me in the draft. If you take, <sighs> take the civilian, take them as your civilians, then, uh, then I can't use them. That's true. That's true. That's All right. True. So I'm representing five different decades i've i've reached my quota bob i got mm -hmm. 1940 1966 1985 2013 2020 all right I'm just i don't scratching. have to worry about it anymore i could just all right. i'm all i'm all free and fancy free all right i'm just starting to scratch the surface here but okay fair enough number five bob who do you got all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with a villain too rick mm-hmm I'm going to go with Heinrich Zemo, the okay. Baron. All right. Yeah. The, so, the original. The original. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, not the original original. I mean, they come from a whole line of Baron Zemos, but certainly the World War II Heinrich Zemo that we first get a glimpse of in Avengers number four, but who makes his first full appearance in Avengers number six from May 1964. So a great villain. Um. Mm. And um, it was a tough one, you know. I kind of wanted to use the sun, but but I think for helmet. the story, helmet, helmet, yes, <laughs> the great helmet, mm -hmm. the dark helmet, yeah. But but Heinrich, you know, I was really I really loved the story. Uh, I don't know if you've read it, the Bahamas Triangle, the Invaders. Yeah, Bahamas I know. Jerry Ordway yeah. and yeah. Roy Thomas, and that's got. Yeah, we read more. that. Yeah, we did not read that. Namor, <laughs> Human Torch, Captain. No, America. we did that. We did we, not. We did that. Yeah. We did not. We didn't. Yeah, yeah, we and it's got that. Heinrich Zemo. Uh, and he was such a, he was portrayed as such a great villain in that story. So like, it's mm -hmm. just got in my head. I, I got to use Heinrich Zemo as, the, as, as a baddie. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Bob, I got to tell you this other than free spirit, which I had as my pick number eight, by the way. Yeah. Um. This has been flowing exactly how I want it. And it sounds like it has been for you too. Yeah. All right. Number six on my 
Captain America Fantasy Draft. I'm going to go with another villain, Bob. You ready for this one? All right. Madam Hydra. Oh, Viper. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Now I got a little bit of jealousy going on. Uh, you, you, you weren't going to use her in your story. I, were I wasn't going to use her, but uh, yeah. but I thought about it. And uh, I'm sure, how many times did you think about it? I'm going to think about her later. Think about it again later. But <laughs> uh, but I I love I love Madam Hydra, and uh, you know I don't know things have gotten a little crazy with her re recently. But but I you know just the original concept of Madam Hydra always appealed to me, and mm -hmm. I think it's a great character you know, if you're going to have a baddie. And particularly, you've got a couple really great love interests, strong, yeah. powerful women, and, and you've got a, a, a villainous woman. I'm telling you right now. So yeah, she Ow! came out uh, episode. I'm mean, sorry, issue 109 was her first appearance, which came out in 1969. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, guess what? She is going to be the major baddie in my story. She, this is, she's the main villain. Okay. All right. And so she is going to be the main villain who is uh, essentially trying to take over Hydra again uh, because there's these different factions. Uh-huh. And she recruits the natural. Nice. Nice. They make a nice couple. Wouldn't they? Couple of psychopaths. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. that's Good. why uh, I figure the natural. I, I thought you might have taken the natural. That's why I kind of picked him a little earlier. Um, but yeah, Viper's going to be the major baddie. And uh, the natural is just going to be uh, one of her henchmen. Yes. All right. I like it. I like it. Good, good, good. Nice. Who do you got for number six, Bob? Ooh, number six. I think I'm going to have to use up one of my decades right now. And I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Sam Saxon, a.k.a. Machine Smith. Oh, nice. Yes. yes. Yeah. So he represents, of course, the 1960s, first appeared in Daredevil 49 from December 1968 as Star Staxon, but he first appeared as Machine Smith in Marvel 2-in-1, number 47, October 1978. Mm -hmm. So uh, I got a few baddies I got I to gotta cover uh, for obvious reasons. Not obvious right now, but obvious later. And mm -hmm. he uh, he's going to be one of the central ones. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Always a fun well, character. He is. He is. I think I don't remember the last time. We, I, I know... Was it volume seven later in vo volume seven? Yeah. With, uh, was it uh, Alan Davis doing the art? I want to say. And uh, this was after the Zemo story. Mm -hmm. uh, that seems to ring a bell. Right. Yeah. I think you're right there. Yeah. yeah. So that might have been the last time we saw him. Hmm. All right. We are moving along. Okay. All right. So far, so good for me because I am going with another villain. And this is another one that was recruited by Madam Hydra. And this is this villain debuted in episode, uh, issue 107 mm. of Captain America back in 1968. So just a couple of issues before 
Madam Hydra. So we're going classic here. Yeah, you right? are. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Viper, she is a queen of manipulating people. Mm-hmm. She needs someone on her team who can manipulate the best of them. Like no one can manipulate more than Dr. Faustus. I love it. I, oh man, that was a tough, that was a close one. You almost sniped me on Dr. Faustus. I just sniped you if you. I know, I but I I, I decided not to use Dr. Faustus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, yeah. Yeah, so. But I didn't. Yeah, now, now you're starting to see how this is all coming together. Uh-huh. So Viper is using Dr. Faustus to manipulate the natural, right? Uh-huh. She's, uh, Dr. Faustus is also manipulating Rachel to try to get in between him and Sharon and rekindle the romance. Ooh, I like it. Right? Yeah. Now, I will tell you, I had this brilliant idea for Free Spirit, who was going to be my next pick. Dr. Faustus was manipulating Free Spirit to go after and attack Captain America. Why? Because he killed Jack Flagg. And so she is convinced that it wasn't a Hydra version of Captain America. It was uh-huh. Captain America. <gasps> and so she oh, is going my. after him to attack him because Dr. Faustus has got her convinced that he killed Jack Flagg. Nice. That would be a good story. What it would be, but you took <laughs> free you took you took free spirit from me. Yeah. All right. That would have been a good one, I must say. All, All right. right. Who you got for number seven? All right. I'm gonna seven. Uh, all right. I got all right. I'm I'm building I'm building to something here, Rick. So mm-hmm. so uh, I don't want to reveal the last three until it's absolutely necessary. So I'm gonna go with a my uh, 1980s representative decade from uh avengers 195 with a cover date of february 1980 do you know who that was nope he was on the cover I what's the category is this a hero is this a villain is a what is he, this he's a villain he's a villain i don't recall anthony masters aka taskmaster oh nice yeah. Yeah, who doesn't like a good taskmaster story? A guy that can replicate anything he sees and master mm-hmm. any fighting art simply by observing it. Mm-hmm, that would be mm-hmm. interesting, particularly with two skilled fighters like Cap and Vagabond. Vagabond? No, Vagabond's a completely I mean, different character. I'm sorry, Free Spirit. Yeah, I have Vagabond on my brain. Oh, are you picking her next soon? Uh, no, I wouldn't do that, Rick. Uh-huh. Are you? I don't know. Am I? Uh, it's not the first time you've said Vagabond. Am I? I just, I have Vagabond on my brain. Uh, I bet you do. Is it that that particular issue where she's doing a little uh, flippy <laughs> flippy of uh, D-Man in her If, that, if that's your word for part? it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, yes. All right. Okay. All right so, so maybe, maybe your pick eight, which I had slotted for free spirit, maybe I should pick Vagabond. Who knows, Rick? Who knows but the shadow? Mm-hmm. All right, you might as well put the clock on now because <laughs> the first 
the first seven picks went exactly exactly how i wanted yeah. them right. uh and then pick eight was going to be free spirit and you totally robbed me of that hmm i did have vagabond on here now i wasn't sure really? if she fell underneath civilian or hero but i she does after i did some research she does fall under hero because she's done different things yeah um and uh but i'm not gonna go that way no, no, no. I mean, Sam Wilson's the low hanging fruit. I mean, he's just sitting there waiting to be picked. Mm. And you're running out of time. Although I got this other villain that I, I had my eye on. 10 seconds. I had a backup villain. Five seconds. <sighs> All right. With the eighth pick in the Captain America fantasy draft, Rick picks William Burnside. Oh, another. Oh, no. William Burnside. Yep. I knew this was going to happen. Why? Was that one of yours? It might have been on my list. <laughs> yes. All right, I wanted free spirit in the eighth round. Instead, I took William Burnside, which was one of yours. All right. I feel vindicated. William Burnside, a.k.a. the Captain America from the 1950s, um, totally a candidate for Dr. Faustus to manipulate uh, and uh, and to do that. And he, he appeared in Captain America 153, which was 1972, just for the heck of it, I am representing now yet another decade. Um, but I think he would be an excellent character for Faustus to manipulate. And and maybe, just maybe, confuse the love triangle and Sharon Carter. Mm, interesting. Maybe, maybe yeah. just confuse... Uh, a son by the name of Ian Rogers. Ooh. Oh, William yeah. Burnside appears. Interesting. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe some of the characters close to Steve at first are, are, are taken that he is actually Steve. And then he does some horrible things. Wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. 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 Yes. All right. I, what do you, what do you I, got I for number not, I would not have used them that way. I, I like a redemption arc and I want to see William Burnside redeemed. I want to see him. Well, healed. then you should have picked him earlier, but I know I should have. So I'm going to have to go with uh, my second unpowered civilian. Mm. Who was the first one? Sergeant Duffy. You said that wasn't a civilian because he was in the military. No, that's, you said unpowered civilian by civilian. I said referred... civilian, and yeah. you said no. Well, we're using that term. We're using that term differently. I'm saying civilian, not a superhero, not a just a regular person who doesn't have powers. All right. Well, I said, are you going to make them your civilian? You said no because he's in the military. Well, I misheard you. Then I was. We have to have two. He's. Do one. we need to go back? Do we need to re rewind the tape? You're welcome to do that, but on your own. <laughs> So he's one of my two unpowered civilians. And I have a second one. 
Do you want to know who the second one is, Rick? Hold on. Uh, let me see. Who Who is your second one, Bob? Hiram Ridley. No, no, no. <laughs> I had him. I had him. That's what? Twice. You totally Ram? sniped me twice. Yes, Ram. 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 Oh, no. From yes. Captain America 313? Yes. The cover date of October yes. 1985? I was going to have Dr. Faustus manipulate him to oh. go after Cap because he wasn't there when his mom died. Oh, he's over that, Rick. He's a he's older now. He's no longer a teenager. You sniped me. But don't you know that like he now works for S.H.I.E.L.D. as a... Uh, Government hacker? No. Yeah, he's moved on from the hotline, and now... Oh, wait, is this your story or actual Marvel Comics? No, it's my story. Oh, okay. Yeah, we haven't seen Hiram Ram Ridley in a while. Ah. You totally took one of my civilians. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, had a, I had a really cool... You know, story of him being manipulated by Faustus and oh, oh man, that's got to be heartbreaking. Oh, shut up! <laughs> now, now I'm just going to be picking like rant because I have I'm down to two civilians. That, that's oh. that's what I need. Oh wow! Mm. And you took Ram. It's always Sergeant Muldoon. Hmm. I don't know. Um. All right. I'm gonna go with Amari. Amari. Amari, Amari is uh from the recent <sighs> Captain America Sentinel Liberty. He is uh Steve's little neighbor, <gasps> the little boy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That that Steve took under his wing and showed him how to fight. Yeah. And then. I like that. Uh, Good, yeah, good. Nice I, recovery. I, I I like him. You know, I think he's you know a, a, a interesting character, and we'll see uh, if he gets manipulated. Okay, I like it. Yeah. That's good. Nice recovery. Well done. Well done. We're down to our final. Well, I'm down to my final two, Rick. Right? You have one more to go. Mm -hmm. So I got to make these two count. Uh, now hold on. Now you have. You have two civilians, you have three villains, you got one foe turned ally, and you have one. Okay, so you're you're free to do whatever you want, and you also have decades of 30s, 40s, 60s, 80s, and 90s. So you're you're free and clear. You just mm -hmm. you could pick whomever you want. All right. Well, in that case, I am gonna go with the elder of the universe, Endwi Gast, aka. The Grandmaster from Avengers 69, August 1969. I don't think, I don't know how to react to that. We've had some great stories with the Grandmaster. I mean, that wonderful we story, did? right? Where he sent the Avengers back to fight the original invaders in Avengers. What was that? What was that issue? I don't know. Oh, I can't remember, but we, we covered it. <laughs> Yeah, we sure did. Yeah. So uh, wonderful character with a lot of potential as, mm -hmm. you know, the main villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, uh, he's the main villain. He is the main. So well, yeah. somehow he's 
he's got Zemo, Machine Smith, and Taskmaster all working for him? He does, in a manner of speaking, yes. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm interested in this story now. All right. All right. All right, Rick, what's your final, your final position? I don't know. Ugh, I can't believe you took Free Spirit and Ram from me. Okay. Um, I need a civilian. Oh, what the hell? Oh, please. We're going with from 1980. Oh, no. Well, maybe. 1980. This person lived in Steve Rogers' uh, uh, apartment complex. Okay. Okay. Bernie Rosenthal. Oh, I thought for sure you're going to go with Gail Runciter. Nope. All right. All right. Yep. And, I and love a Bernie. So she's a civilian, but maybe a potential love interest. Oh no. Now he's got he's got Rachel coming back and he's got Bernie coming back wow. in his life. Wow. What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Especially love, it's all in Rick's book. Especially after Sharon leaves him because of what William Burnside did to her and she thought it was Steve. Oh no. Yeah. Sharon leaves based on thinking Steve did something, but it was actually William Burnside. And mm. now Rachel and Bernie are showing up. And Steve's all alone. Wow. Wow. He's a little love. love now, born. you think Sharon would know the better based on her interaction with William Burnside in volume five. <sighs> Son, he must have gotten better at his uh, his shtick. Is that what they're calling it? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, last pick of the draft. Last in the pick. in the Captain America fantasy draft. Pick number 10 for Bob's team. It is going to be. All right. Well, you know, I, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have a great spread, Rick. Right. Although I don't need to go for another decade. In my arrangement of characters, uh, this character represents the 1970s. He's a pivotal character in my story, one that changes the very course of the tale. Indeed, I'm talking about Toth Key. Do you know who Toth Key is? No. Yeah, he often goes by another name. You might remember him as Mr. Buddha. Oh, really? From Captain America's Bicentennial Battles number 1, June 1976, and also... The fan favorite Captain America annual number six. Was he also November. in the Captain America Corps? Uh, I don't remember. If, was if he the, the, the guy that, that brought all the, the Captain Americas from the different timelines together? In annual number six? No, in, in Captain America Corps. Uh, I don't remember. I don't oh, remember. okay. I don't remember. But he, he is the one that brought the Captain Americas together in annual number six. And is he, uh, what is he, what category does he fall under? He doesn't really have a category. Okay. He's you don't key. need one. He's yeah. Mr. Buddha. He's neither hero or villain. He's a lot like the watcher, right? Mm -hmm. He's another elder of the universe. All right. You know what? I am shocked. Absolutely shocked that Sam Wilson didn't make it onto either one of our teams. Yeah. 
well, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not shocked. I mean, you know, uh, he, he's such an important character, um, you know, as is Bucky. Right. Um, and, but I think maybe people are just hungry for some other relationships, um, mm-hmm. you know, and seeing some other dynamics. And I think that's good. We just, you know, between the two titles that, and, and the coming together, the, um, the crossover event, uh, I think maybe it's just people want to see some other characters they haven't seen for a while. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's do a little recap here. My team pick one, Bucky, two, Rachel Diamondback, three, Sharon Carter, four, Ian Rogers, five, The Natural, six, Viper, seven, Dr. Faustus, eight, Burn, William Burnside, nine, Amari, 10, Bernie Rosenthal. Bob's, Bob's uh, team here, pick number one, Mike Duffy, two, Peggy Carter, three, Free Spirit, four, Namor, five, Heinrich Zemo, six, Machine Smith, seven, Taskmaster, eight, Ram, nine, Grandmaster, 10, Mr. Buddha. So I'll just quickly recap my story here. All right. Uh, We've got Cap, Steve Rogers, along with the important people in his life. His best friend, Bucky Barnes, love of his life, Sharon Carter, and his son, Ian Rogers. Right? Those four right there make main part of the story. But wait, they got villains here. Viper is making a play to reclaim Hydra as Madam Hydra. She brings in Dr. Faustus to help manipulate the natural and William Burnside to go after Steve Rogers. How do they do it? Well, they do it with Rachel Bernstein making a play for, uh, being back as Steve's love and um, confusing Sharon and confusing Ian to the point where they no longer trust Steve. And then you got Bernie Rosenthal showing up as well. And then he's still living in the same place. So his neighbor Amari is there. I love it. I love it. I love How about I you? I would, I would, I would, I would read that story. I read the heck out of that story. And here's the thing, Bob. With characters like Sharon Carter, mm-hmm. Rachel Leinstein, Bernie Rosenthal, Madam Hydra, Viper, you gotta have an artist that can draw hot babes. <laughs> right? So right. so I'm thinking it's gonna be Adam Hughes, Frank Cho, Art Adams, Kevin McGuire, right? I'm right. gonna I'm gonna go for one of those artists to draw so that uh you know I've got some an incredibly attractive women in in the book to go along with the amazing story. All right, I like it. I like it. All right, good. All right, Rick. Well, here's sort of a thumbnail sketch of, of my story, right? I, I'm always intrigued. Uh a little background. A little background. I'm always intrigued in the Facebook group of the debates we have about whether Cap is a superhero, uh, super agent, or uh, a super soldier. And I thought how interesting it would be 
to put that to the test, right? To, to put him in a position where each of those is tested. And so in my story, the grandmaster abducts Captain America and splits him into his three personas, the super soldier, the super agent, and the superhero, and forces each of them to fight opponents from his past. So for example, Baron Zemo in World War II as the super soldier, Machine Smith uh, as uh, Commander Rogers, the super agent, and Taskmaster as the superhero. So he will pair up with uh, Namor to fight against Baron Zemo to save Peggy Carter and Sergeant Duffy. As the super agent, Commander Rogers will team with Hiram Ridley to fight Machine Smith. And as the superhero, he'll team up with Free Spirit to fight against Taskmaster. Of course, all of this is, you know, through the trickery of the Grand Master. But the Grand Master has made the decision that they have to fight to survive. And only one of them, and they will fight against each other, will ultimately prevail and be able to continue to exist. So will it be superhero, super agent, or super soldier? The three caps have to fight each other to the yes, death? The three personas have to, to, you know, to see which one prevails. Right? That is interesting and intriguing. It would be, but there's a twist. Mr. Buddha, who we know from previous stories, shows up and proposes a, a third option. I mean, a second option. And that second option would be if the three of them fought together against these three villains and they cooperated and prevailed, the Grandmaster would reintegrate them back into a single persona, the Captain America that we know, who in reality is super agent, super soldier, and a superhero. So we get to see, we get to see different time periods in Cap's history because these time periods have already been covered. In, in the comics, you know, from those time, uh, from, from those different series. Uh, we get to see him fight these guys, but also work together. These three different caps work together to overcome the villains. Bob, that's a, that's a great story. I totally would, I would totally read that. Yeah. Well, I think it would be interesting, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love this idea of there, are there really three different personas? Are they so different? Yeah. Really? Or just three facets to, you know, a single, a single person. Hmm. Who would you get to be your artist? I don't know. You know, I brought up the, uh, I brought up, you know, I see this as sort of maybe, uh, you know, an annual, uh, certainly longer than I think a single issue could be, uh, could be an arc, but I, I would love to see someone like Jerry Ordway do this. Okay. I, I really loved that uh, Invaders bah- Bahamas Triangle. I love the art. I love the feeling of it. It has a very sort of, I don't know, it has a very sort of, I would say, 1960s feel to it for me. Uh, and, and I think this has to be fun. Otherwise, it could, it could be dark. It could be weird. And I don't want it to be that. I want it to be fun and lighthearted, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Rather than too serious. Okay. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I I think it's a mini series. I I, I think I think be, you yeah. got enough there to go on, you know, for a mini yeah. series. Like each each issue could be devoted to that time period or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you know you have all of them together in the first one, and then two, three, four, mm-hmm. you know, separate. And then issue five brings it all together again. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I see mine as an ongoing series, at least 12 issues. Oh, are you shooting for the stars? I like that. Oh, absolutely. You gotta, you, you gotta plant the seeds for the psychological manipulation that's yeah. going to be happening on an emotional level. Right. Yeah. This isn't just a, Oh no, he said this to me. I'm going to now go completely out of character. No, no. Like, like these, these, these things, it's a slow burn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, right? and you pick some great characters for that too. Yeah. You know, those dynamics, the tensions mm -hmm. I like that. And you can never go wrong with Faustus. I think, you know, he's really over the years, he's really grown on me because of I what he's, he's a he completely underrated character. Yeah, what he brings to the game and his abilities to get people to do things that they didn't think they would do, you know, or be the sorts of people they didn't think they were. Mm -hmm. I think that's an amazing villainous skill. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's funny because back uh, earlier this month, the beginning of August, there was a post in the Facebook group by uh, Kurt Pollard. And he, he posted how, and I'm just going to read it. He said, Captain America has a new writer and I'm excited for this, but I would love to see some lesser known villains be featured. I love to see Dr. Faustus, Viper, and a revamped Serpent Society. Oh, I uh, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm like, damn it, don't give Bob any ideas. Like I literally had this idea yeah. for Viper and Dr. Faustus prior to this post. Um, and I was like, oh man, I was like, ah, oh, I, I really hope Bob doesn't like look at this and like get ideas and steal my villains. It's funny uh, you mention that. Because yeah. I remember that post, Rick, and that was one of those, and I want to say this is one of those posts where I use the what we cap do. Um, because I am not a fan of, uh, except for uh, Viper, I'm not a fan of like snake named villains. Uh, oh, that, right. Yeah. That yeah. whole thing is not my thing. Uh, and so I was going to make a comment and I said, nope, I'm not doing it. Let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. Move Aww. it on. Move on. Well played, Bob. Yeah. yeah. Well played. So anyway, I know Kurt Pollard's going to be voting for my story. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I got a built in vote. <laughs> And I'm uh, sure, you know, people who love that debate about super agents, super soldier, superhero. Are, are you politicking right now? I am. Are you trying to They're going to be fascinated people? by seeing that played out. Can those three personas work together? Will they will they voluntarily reintegrate or will one or the other think oh, we that all know the superior? answer? It's Steve Rogers, of course. <laughs> Steve Rogers isn't going to fight to the death. He's not going to be like, oh, I kill these other two, two mm. Steve Rogers. No, they're all going to be like, hey, this doesn't make sense. Let's all work together. And uh, yeah, so yeah. we already know the result of your story, Bob. <laughs> I mean, it, and don't get me wrong, I'd read it, but come on. Mm. I guess you might be right. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what'd you think, Bob? I know you were like, I no, don't I know about this idea, but did yeah. you, what did you think of this? It was a this lot of fun? fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I particularly enjoyed watching you squirm. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but no, this Damn was, uh, this was, a, this was a good time. I enjoyed this and, uh, I enjoyed, you know, having to sit down. I really did rack my brain about, you know, I started with a story, like what kind of story would I like to see? Right. And then trying to backfill in, um, the characters that I thought would be compelling additions to the story to move the narrative along. And, and that I, I went through a lot of drafts trying to like figure out which characters I thought would, would, would work well. well. And of course the rules 
constrain you a little bit. Yes, that's that's right? the strategy part. Yeah, that's the part that you have to. You. Yeah. So, um, but it was it was a great deal of of fun to to lie in bed into the wee hours of the morning, staring at the ceiling, thinking about this. So, thank you for that. Yeah, I'm so so. What you so were we talking like 15 minutes you put into this because that's that's easily three times as much as you normally do. Yes, with bathroom yeah. breaks. <laughs> uh cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I let's do this again in April. What do you think? Yeah, because that's that when the fun. NFL draft is. Yeah. And uh, so it would make sense. We'll we'll have the NFL draft and we'll tie it in with our draft and we'll do uh, a completely different story. Yeah. You know what you should do? You should have a, we should have a, a patron contest. I, I like that idea. Tell me what you, you're thinking. To have a, to have a third team, hmm. a, a three-way fantasy football competition. Wow. Then we'd really be struggling for characters. Well, yeah, it might be a bit tougher, right? Yeah, and, totally. Uh, yeah, definitely would, would require a lot more uh, thinking and planning and, uh, you know, having branch plans. But uh, it might be that might be fun to, to do. Yeah, I, I like that idea. We'll have to have a contest. We'll have a contest yeah. to see who can who wins the uh, the opportunity to be the third the third player in our draft. And uh, yeah. Well, well, we we got time to figure it out, but yeah. but yeah, let's 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 focus on one uh, in April, which is over half a year from now. But that you know, anyway, I had a lot of fun planning for it too. Good choice, good choice of uh, episode topic, Rick. And then next episode, uh, we have I we promised we would tell you uh, we do have a guest coming on the show, and this person is working on an upcoming Captain America series. Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos. Oh, so, yeah. So that, that comes out, uh, I want to say, in October. And so we're going to have the writer of the of the series coming on the show to talk about uh, the upcoming miniseries. And we're going to have Stephanie Phillips on the show. So she'll join us next episode to talk about Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos. Now, if that name uh, sounds a little familiar to you, she's mostly done a lot of DC work. She she's been the writer on Harlequin. She's been the writer on certain Batman books, um, Superman. So she's she's certainly been around, especially on on DC books. Um, and she's done a few few things for Marvel as well. She's done a, a Fantastic Four. Uh, I think she did an Avengers story. Um, but anyway, we're we're excited to talk to her about Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos because I want to know how she got the idea for this, because especially since it's a it's a period piece that takes place in World War II. And Cap Wolf is a character that came out in the 90s uh by Mark Grunewald. So I wanna I, I can't wait to talk to her and to get the inspiration and and some of the the plot and maybe maybe a little tidbits of what we might mm. be expecting because yeah. uh, we got the Howling Commandos. Uh, what does that mean? We, you know, we're going to have, uh, you know, the Nick Fury's team, but, you know, could it mean something else too? Yeah. Interesting. I, a lot, you know, a lot of folks have been talking about this, uh, this miniseries in the, in the group. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, back and forth about, you know, Cap Wolf and this this story and if there's any connections and on and on and on. And so there's definitely interest. And so I think people are going to be eager to, to hear from her. 
Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to talk with Stephanie next episode. So make sure you come back for episode 152 next week. All right, Bob, I think that about does it. Unless you got, you got anything else you want to add? Sure don't, Rick. This was, uh, again, a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, coming up with the idea. And uh, I can't wait to do it again in April. <laughs> you got a lot of time to think about your next I story. I do. All right. And, and I can't wait to see what the, the listener's reaction is on yeah. Facebook. So just go to uh, Facebook. If you're not a member, just make sure you find out the Captain America comic book fans Facebook group. Make sure you join that and you can vote on which story you would like to see. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, he's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbanas, and you have been listening to another episode of the Captain America comic book fans podcast. Thank you.